Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Carmen and Cunningham in the morning. No, Danny's in for uh, Tone today. Tone has had his baby. Zach, did you get the text from Tone yet? No, I was going to ask you if he's on paternity leave or if he took the week to do Ohio State basketball fan podcast. I wasn't sure. Uh, no, he didn't. However, uh, you didn't hear this text, did you? I said it on the air about 40 minutes ago. Well, you don't listen to this show, so what the hell? Um, uh, I, I, I was listening, and uh, league sources had confirmed to me prior to that. So good for Lima. I mean, he doesn't have much good in his life. Yeah. So let's just be honest. How sick is he when he says that his son has the same road win percentage as Chris Holtman in the Big Ten? He sent me the same. If this was visual, I would show you my text. Right now. <laughs> he sent me the same text. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Zach, I got I to gotta get down to some business here. Um, who, who has the power over the coaching staff with the Cleveland Browns? I think the head coach does. Um, I, I don't Whoa! You know. Danny, you got to do it too. Whoa! Whoa! Wow. How, why? Because a lot of people don't think he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in general, there's probably times and probably at least a semi-fair worry about the number of voices and about some things that have gone on there. But um, I think there is true collaboration. Um, I think, I know, Ken, that this group has earned some benefit of the doubt, some cachet, certainly um, a thousand percent compared to its predecessors. But I think in general, when you look at what they've done and what they just did, right? Mm -hmm. And I I think, you know, we're new here. going to year five of a regime because that's double at minimum what the previous regimes had been. So change is part of it. So without disparaging anyone, certainly Bill Callahan and the Browns are worse for that. Like sometimes you have to make the change. Like whether it was Kevin 60%, 80% or 99%, he didn't do it lightly on the other changes. Right. Um, just like last year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, he, he carried some, Regret and some worry should he have done the Joe Woods thing earlier, you know? The Mike Prefer thing dragged well after the Super Bowl, right? So this this is how it goes. And 
Uh, honestly, one of the analogies that was made to me is that it's like free agency, right? Like in the coaching game and in this, you're not, everyone's not going to be a hit. Some are there for a short time and it's great. Some are there and, and contribute a little, and then it's time for them to go for the greater good of everything. So change is part of it. Um, Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. I think that he's on at minimum good footing. I think that's obvious. And, um, I, you know, to me, the next steps for the Browns are uh, handling success and then, you know, taking this approach that they've taken to the roster and, and maximizing this window because they need to do that. Um, they are an older roster and the window is open. Um, and what we're all kind of guessing and, and arguing about, I guess, to an extent is how close really are they to the top of the AFC? Um, it needs to be right now in terms of staying there and in terms of closing whatever that gap is. Zach, when Ken was asked about play calling yesterday, he made the comment that he just wants to win and he'll do whatever it takes for that to be the case. Did you read into that, that he's going to be calling plays or he's not going to be calling plays? Yeah, I, I read into that specific one, Danny, that he was coached on that. That question's going to come and it was a really clumsy answer. He's a really intelligent guy. and I, I remember that from way long ago. Um, you know, I've read into the situation that I believe he's calling the plays. But I've tried to dig through that, and I've not gotten a firm yes that I'm right. I, some people in the league believe that. Um, a week ago today at the Senior Bowl, you know, people believe that. Um, but I, I, I don't know that for sure, and I didn't read anything into yesterday. I mean, it was a – you know, he's one to know with Kevin Stefanski, right, because to, to get up there and say nothing – um, but be polite about it. That, that's Kevin's dream. That's what he, he tries to achieve three times a week, right? So um, I think he'll call the plays. And, you know, frankly, I, I'm not sure what – I do find it strange if that's how that it goes to some extent, but I'm not sure that it's either cause for alarm or cause for celebration at this point. I think it's just something we, we need to – let's see how it goes and later see if we can get any more insight as to the why. How concerned are they in their front office with the future of Deshaun Watson and how well he can play? Uh, I think they're super concerned, Ken. Um, I think that they've seen bright spots like we have. Um, I think there is a belief, and I think this change was was driven by um, we need to do more. But I, but he really did play well in those two November games, right? And. Um, even though it's going to be different with the coaching approach and, you know, now some what they went over last year in terms of how they got him ready or why he wasn't super in, in September. Um, you know, I, I think that there's still optimism, but is there some worry? Sure. Cause can this, what it comes down to is there was never going to be any middle ground with this, right? Uh, it, it was either going to be spectacular and the Browns are going to play deep into January and win big prizes or it's going to be a bust. And the AFC is loaded. The division is as competitive and as tough as we have all thought, and to some cases worried that it might be. And if he's not really, really, really good, then they're not going to be at the top of the AFC. So he doesn't have to be better than everyone, specifically the one that we're always watching at this time of year. But he's got to be better than most of them um, for the Browns to keep this window open and to keep pushing it forward. So, Zach, why should we believe that Ken Dorsey is the one that can fix him? I, I can't tell you on that, Danny. I'm I'm wondering the same thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to have to see that. Now, Ken Dorsey as a quarterback's coach was in Buffalo when Josh Allen was taking his biggest leaps. 
you know, uh, Ken Dorsey has called plays. He's seen this league from a lot of angles and is a super intelligent, respected guy. Um, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and say that the Browns are a ton better right now and that Dorsey's going to do this, this, and this that other people didn't do. You know, I think it comes down to Deshaun being healthy. I think it comes down to not just upgrades in the receiving cores, but better fits than last year. I mean, I think Elijah Moore can help a team win. But, I mean, the chemistry with Ian Watson was a disaster last year. You know, um, I think there's a chance Cedric Tillman becomes – a quality NFL player, but it's it's leaps and bounds from where he is right now. So they they got to make some decisions with Ken Dorsey being a part of it on how they want to shape things. Do they want to chase another tight end? You know, do they can they find a deep ball receiver? Can they draft a guy? Think down the road. Um, their draft philosophy is to think down the road, but like the road is right here with Amari Cooper in his age thirty season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with Najoku finally having this breakout. And with what's at stake, I mean, they're going to continue to spend, um, and it's got to be right now. So, to me, it's not just about acquiring more talent for that offense, although I think the receiving group certainly needs it. They, What Ken Dorsey and Kevin Stefanski have to find is that vision and then find these new players to fit it, to continue to unlock Njoku, who's really his best games didn't come till after Watson was out either, and that's, that, to me, is, is a major concern. Um and, and to, you know, just give him guys that he can get in a rhythm, um, hit the simple one. And, and last year they really thought that they had guys who could take quick ones and, and turn them a long way, and we didn't really see that till the end with Najoku. Zach Jackson joining us here from The Athletic. I, I believe you wrote last week, you, you talked to Andrew Barry, said that he doesn't, as of right now, doesn't necessarily believe that Watson has to be restructured for this season? Yes, um, and, and I believe that's true to an extent. Now, I believe that ultimately it will come to doing that. But, I mean, when you just look at it, Ken, um, based on some other restructures that are anticipated and, and some basic things, he doesn't have to. But I think to give them the kind of flexibility and then ultimately the rollover, you know, following the plan that they have, um, I think that he will. I think it's borderline gimme. But um, when he said that, like, it, it, it does kind of – add up that they wouldn't necessarily have to do, have to do that. But the, the restructure, which is the Browns' right to do it, it's not like you have to sit down and go through it, um, would create 30-some million, you know, which would give you the opportunity to be where they want to be, which is knowing that they're going to roll it over um, and, and knowing they have to – you know, the, the cap is not a problem problem, but it's certainly something they have to be conscious of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but having that flexibility to do different things as they go. Um, one of the things of last year is they were really good way after March and April on adding. And this is even before Joe Flacco came along, right? They got Darius Smith on a May Friday night. They added Shelby Harris, who was a really good player on that defense. Um, so it's just kind of having that flexibility and going. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As you go through the summer, and are you forced by injuries? Or which of your young players that you're counting on look ready and which ones don't? Um, and a lot of that, a lot of times, that's, that's stuff you just can't judge right now in February and March. A lot of times you have to get out there and, and hope that they've developed and hope that everyone's healthy and see. So, you know, with the Watson restructure, with the Nick Chubb restructure and Jack Conklin restructures, they can create almost as much money as they need for the short, short term. So I expect that to happen, but I understand why his answer was that they don't necessarily need to do that. Zach, how much say do you think Ken Dorsey will have in replacing Bill Callahan along the offensive line? Yeah, that's a great question, Danny. I was kind of wondering that yesterday. Um, you would think a lot because it is a little strange that these other guys were hired before the coordinator was hired, right? Which adds kind of a layer of, of uncertainty to this whole thing. But, um, you know, those guys are, are proven coaches in their own right, um, even though they they come from different backgrounds, and we'll see. Um, you know, I still think there's a really good chance that they hire Scott Peters, who's been here, um, and then kind of reshuffle from there. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not 100% sure – that the staff has done even outside of Callahan. I think they would ideally like it to be, but um, I, I think that's probably something that I'm, I, I can't answer for you any better right now, and we'll see in, in 10 days or two weeks. Zach Jackson joining us here on the show. Um, for Amari Cooper and his contract, you mentioned he's 30 years old. Is there any room at the end for a free agent at all to add on, or are we just kind of shouting into the wind here, buddy? No, it it could be. I, I don't think it's the it's the guys or guy or guys that get get mentioned there, right? Like, there's two simple reasons that T. Higgins is a pipe dream is that if he does hit free agency, he's going to make a ton of money. But why would the Bengals let him free? Like, why wouldn't they tag him and trade him, right? So, um, I think that makes sense, Ken. I think um, that maybe the defensive line again, if there is a big splash in free agency kind of maybe makes more sense. And then you would go like veteran number two-ish, three-ish receiver um, before you add in the draft. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Amari's going to make a lot of money, and Amari's still worth a lot of money. There's there's no doubt about it. But it is going to be year 10. It is going to be his age 30 season. And um, the contract was kind of structured that in a certain way you could have let him walk. Well, when you look at the state of things, you couldn't let him walk, and that includes him being a really good player still. So if you're going to have to manage him through, or you're going to have to deal with maybe a short-term absence, yes. So you do need more veteran presence there. Um, 
you know, you would love to have a first-round pick in either draft your left tackle or number one wide receiver of the future. So you don't, and that hurts. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what they do there. But I do think both a veteran and a rookie wide receiver um, are, are in the cards. And then it's like, are you going to take a true slot guy? Does he fit this offense? Um, or are you going to stick to what they want to do, which is maybe take a developmental type receiver who's at least a year away and then – you know, you're counting on now Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore, and whatever lower tier, um, you know, free agent you would bring in, in addition to another Amari Big Year. So you're counting on an Amari Big Year either way, because he's Amari and because you're going to pay him like 23.4 or something for next year. So Jed Wills is on borrowed time. You just said left tackle or wide receiver of the future. Well, Jed Wills is under contract, fully guaranteed for 15 million this year, and then he's not under contract after that. So, so that's one it. way to Brown. So one way the Browns could save money is to do a long-term deal for Jed Wills and push that money forward. Is do you think they're going to do that? No. Do you think anybody would feel comfortable doing that? No. Right. And then your right tackle, you feel really good about DeWand, assuming he's healthy, which is an assumption. And you have Jack Conklin, who still has guaranteed money and now is dealing with a second significant injury. So, And you have James Hudson, who's been a backup and is now coming to the last year. And you've seen probably that he's not ever going to be anything more than a backup. Now, for a playoff team, backup tackle is a pretty important spot. Yeah. So you at least want to try to look to upgrade that, right? And we don't know the prognosis on Conklin. That's the problem. But he is under. He has like five some million of guaranteed money, and you know, you'd love to have him playing right tackle for you. I mean, that's why they gave him this second big contract. But I just don't know what the deal is there. And then you don't really have anyone left. I mean, I suppose that that. Dewan getting a look at left, but nothing they've done well, is um, has said that, and that's that's what's interesting about the new offensive line coach because you would think that person would have input in that. See, that's what made me kind of wonder here because I'm like, all right, could they put Dewan at left if if they know Jack Conklin's healthy, which I don't know for how long, but you understand? Could they put him back at right, and it, could there be a trade for Jed Wills, or that's just stupid? Uh, I would have told you a few weeks ago, no, but with an offensive new offensive line coach and a new offensive coordinator and not knowing Jack Conklin's status, I think anything's on the table. Um, I think under Callahan, he thought that DeWan was a right. And, and I think the odds are the Browns probably think that too, but I'm not going to go any further on that because I just don't know that much about offensive line, you know, or the thinking of whomever is going to be next up uh, in charge there. What do, you, what do you think, Zach, happens with Nick Chubb? I know his contract is similarly worked where there's an out this year. Do you expect him to be on the Browns next year? I do. I do. I don't think it's a certainty, but I do. I, I think Nick wants that. I think the Browns want that. Um, you know, the one thing I would say is this contract was always structured to where, you know, it's only $4 million for them to be out this year. The guarantees are paid. Like, ahead of this injury, it wasn't a fully guarantee. Right? And then last year when all the running back stuff was going on and Nick spoke up, unlike Nick for himself and for his peers, you know, Andrew Barry's answer was we would love to have Nick Chubb as long as possible. And that was 100% true when he said that. Um, and it remains that to this day, but he was careful not to say we're going to have Nick Chubb on this team for three or four more years. You know, like Nick Chubb is the one guy who could beat the odds and be a thousand yard back after this injury. I don't doubt that, but he's six months younger than Ezekiel and Dalvin. And we know what happened to them last year. And that was without major injury. So I think Nick Chubb comes back on a renegotiated number and that the Browns want him to be a part of an offense and, and help them win games. But we don't know the rehab schedule. And we truly don't know how that's going to go because it is going to be 
negotiation because right now he's under contract for 16, and that's a lot. I said to Lima a couple of weeks ago, I said that they can't, they could never even consider moving on from him. They'd have to renegotiate or do something because the hit with PR would be too bad with the fan base. Yeah. Is that actually po- – well, you said, yeah, is that actually possible? Like they're like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I think that's a part of it, you know. And, and look, um, Andrew never says anything right? And he's really good at it because he's really polite about doing it. But when he comes out and offers up that, yes, we're going to have to renegotiate about it, that's a negotiating tactic. Yes. Like, that's just yes. what it is. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, that, like I said, this is a contract you circled two years ago and said, ooh, in 24, that's going to be interesting. But you never thought that Nick Chubb would get hurt. And so it makes it more complicated. Zach, uh, hey, by the way, if he wins his third on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes, where does he rank all time? Honestly, Ken, I've been wrong a time or seven, but like the third time I ever saw him play, I thought he might be the best ever. I remember you said that to me on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's up there. It's crazy. I do think they're going to win. We'll see. Northeast Ohio wins either way, right, this week. So, we'll see. Um, You know, they come here. The Chargers come here. Like this, you never know on an NFL schedule, but it sure seems daunting. and, you know, last year you dodged Herbert, you dodged Mahomes, you dodged Josh Allen. Well, two of them are coming here, you know, plus at Philly. I think it will be at Philly. I don't think it will be at Brazil, by the way. Um, but I, I don't know that for sure. But I, I'd be surprised if the Browns are the choice for that one. Well, especially since high school football is so big in the state of Ohio. You can't do that. Well, you know, I think the Browns are going to be on the road week two, unless it's Monday night because of that concert. Yeah. So, Zach, thank yeah. you for the time. Thanks, guys. The outrageously wonderful Zach Jackson on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.